0: This presentation is from Managing Design 2017, held in Melbourne. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. I've worked my whole life as a freelancer, and I don't know how hard it is to sometimes come in and get work done, work with clients, all those difficult things. Uh, worked with in-house agencies. So Dale's going to tell us and talk to us today about that relationship of trying to get design work done when you're not in-house, which is often what we need, given we need skills and expertise to bring in. Uh, So thank you for that. Thanks. Can you hear me Okay, Is that working? Yep, mic's good. Check, check. One, two. Um, Yeah, thanks for coming today. Um, As as Donna said, we're going to be talking about um, blurring the line between... um, clients and agencies. Um, so a little bit of uh, background, um, a little bit of history on me. Um, I'm the yeah, founder and uh, UX lead at uh, the Friendly Agency. We're a um, small design agency based in Sydney. We also have a small office uh, here in uh, Melbourne. Connolly at the back there is um, our person on the ground here in Melbourne. Um, so if you have any questions afterwards, you know, feel free to approach Connolly or myself uh, to have a chat. Um, yeah, I started my career in digital design uh, back in 1996, um, working at a large multinational agency, um, doing you know, award-winning creative work. Um, and back then, uh, the internet, the concept of the internet was uh, totally new. You know, we were making it up as we went along. Um, it was all, all new. Um, and as a web designer, you were, um, had to be able to do everything from coding right through you know, to um, design. Um, many things have changed over those 20 years Uh, technologies and design trends have uh, come and gone Uh, but until uh, recently uh, the basic business model of um, design agencies um, have been based on like an old model of uh, ad agencies Um, the role of designers has changed a bit like we've heard in a couple of uh, talks already we've got UX researchers we've got uh, UI designers, uh, 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 UX designers, interaction designers, um, service designers. It's all been sort of sliced up into many different facets. Um, but still, to this day, a lot of uh, agencies still operate on an um, old, a- out-of-date uh, model of uh, client versus agency, uh, which sort of dates back to um, the 1950s. Um, So a lot of agencies still have uh, client service um, managers um, as the front of the uh, agency, and they'll uh, go out and meet with the clients, uh, take the brief, uh, jump back in their Uber, get back across town, and then sort of Chinese whisper the brief back to a um, traffic manager that then gets uh, um, uh, sent on to the actual design team that's going to do the work. And then two, three weeks later, the uh, creative director or the lead uh, designer is expected to... turn up at the client's uh, office and knock everyone's socks off. Um, like in Mad Men. <laughs> Um But yeah, when, I, um, so that was my, where I sort of started uh, for the first six years of um, my career in digital design. Uh, but when I first started Friendly Agency, um, I wanted to do things different and um, i forged a lot of uh, relationships direct with uh, clients and manage to sort of break down a lot of those barriers and actually get in and start to work um, in a different way with uh, clients. Um, so a selection of clients we work with, um, uh, there's uh, large corporations uh, as well as small startups, and actually that uh, diversity is um, good for us as designers. It's actually great for um, the clients as well Um, I've noticed that uh, the large corporations want to act like small startups, um, and they've got innovation hubs uh, being fired up um, in very lavish, beautiful buildings. Um, And uh, they're actually creating startups uh, and trying to get to market before the the other startups come along and uh, eat their lunch. And meanwhile, you've got startups um, that are envious of the um, budgets of uh, large corporations and they're trying to get uh, the respect that is being earned by those large corporates. Um, So yeah, the the old uh, madman sort of business model um, promotes, you know, hostility between uh, clients and um, agencies. It's uh, a real sort of us versus them sort of uh, dynamic. Um, One of the things that I've noticed in the last five years or so, uh, the introduction of agile project um, management um, has actually changed this quite a bit. It's broken down a lot of those barriers. Um, So the rituals of uh, agile, uh, especially like co-location, has uh, brought um, designers into uh, the corporate environment and uh, start to share those uh, ways of design thinking. Um, So whether it's... um, Agencies uh, going on site or actually um, small startups coming and co-locating with uh, agencies the, those barriers are, are being broken down um, yeah uh, at, at friendly we had um, we actually have startups come and um, move in with us and um, in the initial sort of phases of our, our discovery and, and design um, we actually had um, founder of um, WantFeed... Um, which is a uh, like kind of a Pinterest that pays. So you create uh, boards about fashion and uh, things, and if people click on links, they go through and they purchase something, they get uh, commission. So it's a great idea. They've got over sixty thousand followers, uh, um, users, active users already. Um, but the yeah the co-founder uh, actually really wanted to come and work with us. Uh, it was uh, they're based in London. Uh, they really wanted to work with us, so they actually ran a, a crowdfunding. Um, uh, pro- a, c- a campaign to pay for them to actually come out and um, co-locate with us here in um, Sydney. Um, and we actually also currently have another um, startup out of Israel, a cybersecurity company, um, working with us uh, in Sydney. So they've actually flown from uh, Israel and co-located with us in Sydney. So it's not just uh, agencies going into large corporations and working. We're actually bringing startups into an incubation uh, space. Um, familiar? Yes. Yeah, past two um, top, um, speakers have spoken about the um, practicing empathy, um, not just with your users, um, as a uh, previous speaker's mentioned. It's also have empathy with um, the clients um, and the uh, stakeholders within within the business. Um, yeah. So, like as, as the other guy said, you can use your UX dark magic not only on users to get what. Um, What you you need, but actually you can use it also for finding out what makes uh, these people that have these incredibly stressful jobs in these corporations, what makes them tick, and um, actually can, if you use those UX techniques, um, you can actually um, sell your uh, services as an agency into those stakeholders and sell your big ideas a lot easier. Um, so, yeah, user stories. Uh, so everyone's uh, familiar with the concept of user stories in project management. It's become, you know, the foundation of, um, you know, a- agile uh, projects, you know, um, across the industry. Um, yeah, traditionally, uh, and by traditionally, I mean, like, in the past, past five years or so, um, user stories have been written by uh, business analysts um, and typically um, IT VAs, um, but, yeah, being um, a part of the um, IT department, uh, ITBAs can sometimes be skewed by uh, the tech stack or the certain um, uh, skill set of their developers. Um, so that can actually come in to influence um, user stories when they're writing them. Um, so if you uh, Google search um, ITBA, you know, you'll find tens of thousands of jobs um, uh, it's, a, it's a thing, like, it's, a, it's now industry-wide um, a common practice. Uh, but if you Google search UX BA, um, you'll end up with topics like UX versus BA, you know, the great debate. Um, you know, what should BAs know about UX? Um, so recently, um, I've been actually uh, working on-site uh, with large corporations in the role of UX BA. So it was a hard kind of sell at, at first, um, but now um, clients are open to the idea that perhaps user stories should be written from the user's perspective and not from the IT perspective or from a um, product owner's perspective because they're sometimes too close to the business and don't have those insights into um, the actual end users. Um, anyone, do we have any dog owners here today? Anyone, pets? Cool. Um, has anyone heard of or used uh, mad Paws before? Nope. Yeah. Oh, great. Cool. Um, so they're a new, uh, client of ours. Um, it's a similar business model to Airbnb and, uh, Uber, um, like Uber, Uber for dogs. Yeah. Um, so it's basically a matchmaking, uh, service, bringing dog owners and, um, dog sitters, groomers, and, uh, walkers, uh, together. Um, so this is one example from a recent project uh, we were working with them. You know, uh, a well-written uh, user story: as a pet owner, I want to find a pet sitter in my area, um, so I can make a booking that, at a time that suits me. Seems like a natural language, kind of like sort of this is just what I would want to do on a website. Um, but if you sort of unpack it a bit, it's you know when it's written well from a user's perspective, um, it will actually uncover um, a lot of technical um, requirements uh, for um, the project. Um, and when they're written well, they, they should drive a project all the way from ideation. So this one may have, uh, we came up with on our uh, first customer-centered design workshop that we ran with the client. Um, it's you know, going all the way through to the very end, like when they do user acceptance testing, the uh, testers will pull out this user story. Devs will refer to this user story in Jura and uh, build to these specs. Um, So if you unpack this uh, story, uh, we've got a persona. uh, We've got insights into who the user really is uh, and all their hidden agendas. Um, You've got uh, something that maybe the um, IT guys could begin working on. There's a find feature. So um, there's a search and a database uh, and retrieval and displaying results, whether it's on a map or uh, as a list. These are all things that um, the IT department can get started with um, without uh, waiting for a tech spec or anything like that, just simply from uh, user stories. Um, and uh, you know, making a booking um, uh, at a particular time, uh, there's a calendar feature in there, so you know, uh, the user testers can start writing their use, use cases uh, to support this story. But it's um, written from the user's perspective. Um, as opposed to developer stories. So I've actually worked on a project, and this is a story that I found in Jura once. Um, it's a <laughs> de- developer's story. Somebody, an ITBA had gone in there and written a story, which was, as a, as a programmer, uh, I want to fix the database uh, so that the search function is working again. Um, it's not very user-centric, um, unless you're designing a platform for programmers to fix their search functions. Um, So, yeah, design thinking um, and these ways of working are um, starting to make their way into, as people have been saying, making their way into uh, large corporations and uh, change the way things work. Uh, But there's a role there for um, agencies um, while, because some corporations can move quite slowly and it takes a while to set up uh, this kind of way of thinking right across an entire business. So, it's great to get... um, Agencies within within the culture and actually start to you know, be advocates for design thinking within the business. Um, and eventually, you know, the, the, these concepts and ways of working will be taught uh, in colleges—not you know, not just to UX designers, but also to um, accountants and IT uh, students that are going through college now. So the next generation will will be natural to uh, working this way. Um, It uh, reminds me of, um, yeah, um, when I was working on site, also on site, um, uh, wanted to propose that having a problem with um, the devs expecting the the UX to be working at the same speed and be up to the same thing. So when you're working sprints, uh, so dividing a big project up into sort of two week sprints, uh, everyone's working on the same thing for those two weeks and we were finding we are tripping over each other like the devs were just waiting for UX to, you know, finalize their things. Um, so what I proposed was um, we, I got, called a meeting with my squad, uh, which was you know, made up of about eight developers, um, a couple of ITBAs, um, project managers, and a, and a product owner, and me, the sort of like lone UXer um and i wanted to propose that um the ux starts you know, a week or so earlier we offset our sprints so that we can do some design thinking and uh spontaneously the entire room just burst into laughter and just could not understand that you know what, what do you mean you need time to think um you know um because you know they're, they're engineers you know it's just a real just do it kind of um mentality um you know i copped it for weeks after that you know they were you know dale what are you thinking um <laughs> But, um, this, um, way of working, uh, agile and, um, concepts like, uh, user stories and, um, basing everything around, um, customer centered concepts is making its way up into, um, executive team, uh, le- leadership teams. So it's going to find its way back down into, um, you know, of course, customer service, uh, and, uh, IT and other departments. Um, so as an agency, um, I've often struggled with uh, the concept that you know, uh, clients come to you and say, you know, how much is it? You know, uh, give us a fixed price. Uh, you're up against um, three other agencies. You know, put together, a, you know, do six weeks work on an amazing pitch and give us a fixed price and we'll choose which one, which agency we're gonna go with for this large project. Um, I took a step back and looked at other uh, service um, practices um, if you look at, uh, like, the larger uh, service companies like uh, KPMG and Accenture and all, all those, um, PwC, th- they've never worked it that way. It t- tends to be an agency thing, uh, and it's come from the Mad, mad Men days in the 50s um, when you had the killer idea and you just want to be paid for it. And also, I think it comes from um, the creative nature of design, and it's, like, closer to art, and it's, like, a fixed price for this, you know, one solution. Um, But instead, so recently we've moved to more of a a day rate model. Um, And um, it's also because the very nature of uh, Agile is very unpredictable. You know, you can get um, halfway through a uh, project and all of a sudden um, the client decides to pivot and go, actually, no, we're going in this direction now. And it's like, but if I've already quoted a fixed price, you know, how how does this, what does this mean? Uh, You can actually find yourself uh, losing money. Um, And also, you know, you know, what constitutes a minimal viable product that's a flexible thing. And as you go through the agile process, that's going to change. And if you have a fixed price, you may find yourself uh, over-delivering as an agency. Um, And also, with the fixed price, uh, failing fast, uh, the concept, you know, uh, Silicon Valley mantra of, you know, uh, fail fast, fail often, um, can come back and burn uh, agencies with a fixed price model. Um, so, when working with large corporations um, we uh, I often get asked you know, by other people around agencies um, you, know, you know, uh, don't you worry about um, your staff being sort of gobbled up into you know, the and going over to the dark side and joining uh, the corporates or just getting bored and <laughs> wanting to leave your agency because you know there's um, you're throwing them into um, the corporate land um, but What we've done is introduce uh, the concept of an agency day. So uh, even if um, one of uh, our designers is working on site uh, with a large corporation uh, on a project, um, one day a week, normally a Friday, we'll get everybody back to um, head office and so that we can all share ideas. This works well um, for the um, sanity of the designers, uh, but also it's great for clients, because actually we'll have uh, someone that's working with a bank, somebody that's working with say Fairfax, like a a media company, uh, someone that's working for a small startup, they all come back, share ideas, and then uh, come Monday, they go back to their um, um, on-site work, and with new perspectives. Um, It also um, benefits uh, the agency, because coming back and sharing those ideas, um, we've now got our entire team across what's happening on-site at the um, client's uh, project. Uh, So if a client suddenly says, yeah, hey, we need another designer on that. We can just go, yep, we'll move things around and get another designer to just hit the ground running because they've already, one one day a week, they've heard the problems and the issues that um, were happening on that project. So, um, yes, to blur the line uh, between agencies and um, clients, uh, yeah, don't be afraid to co-locate. I've actually seen, um, when we were co-located with a, a corporation on a massive project, um, it was so big that they needed another agency to come in and work with us. Uh, the agency was briefed. Um, they started working, and uh, they did the, the Mad Men thing. They had their creative director come up with some um, amazing designs you know, remotely. And then when it came to actually implementing them, they said uh, the client said, okay, we need you guys on site now. You know, can we have some designers, uh, UX designers, and um, front end devs get, get your team on site?" Um, and the agency just said, "Just drop the ball and said no that 's not the way we work." and literally walked away from the project uh, for, you know, 100,000, you know, over $100,000 project. I uh, would, you know, I had the pride to say, no, that's the, the way we, we don't work. Um, so, yeah, don't be afraid to co-locate. Um, uh, yeah, adapt uh, the agile ways that uh, the large corporations are using. Uh, bring them back to the agency and ch- change the way you work um, and get in sync with uh, these new ways of working. And as I did with the concept of the UXBA, um, challenge the existing roles. Um, it doesn't have to be so rigid and stuck in their ways. Um, if you push uh, these concepts, you can um, actually make a change. Uh, so it, it, as I mentioned, the, uh, it's hard to make a massive change, like uh, get millions of dollars funding and uh, get a, a room dedicated and a whole entire dea- team dedicated to um, changing things within an organization. But uh, if you get three or four uh, people from an agency, come in and um, bring those ideas uh, within the business. Um, so yeah, we are part of the family, so we, um, we, we consider ourselves to be an extension of uh, our clients. Uh, I just want to mention that uh, the guys at Mad Paws, uh, they said, you know, can you do a promo for us? Um, so if you, anyone wants to uh, have their dog um, sat, or uh, walked, or groomed, um, go to that URL, and uh, you'll get $30 off. Thank you, and any questions? we hope you enjoyed this presentation from managing design 2017 for more presentations from this and other conferences please visit uxaustralia.com.au